If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, you are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, well, ever since we changed our email address, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show for those that want to watch the program live or on demand. It is good to be here. Thank you for for joining us. So I want to, there's a couple things I want to get into today. One is this discussion, this, <laughs> I don't want to say debate, but this, I, I, fab, I think blown out of proportion, misrepresented, uh, I guess, uh, interpretation of Trump's comments and how they pertain to a peaceful transfer of power. Trump has been asked about this on a couple of occasions. Trump has been asked if he can commit to a peaceful transfer of power um, if he is elected, excuse me, if or even when, even when he is defeated in November, after we count all the ballots, how do we know the election is over? How do we know all the ballots will be counted? I'll tell you how the media and the Democrats want you to think about this. All the ballots in November will um, have been counted in the minds and you know the, the thought process of the media and the Democrats when there are enough ballots to declare Joe Biden the president. If it appears that Biden has enough votes on election night, we will find that they will tell us the election is over. Election night, if it's found out that Biden has uh, you know, a, a big deficit from votes that were cast on election day, we will be told we will be told that this is an ongoing process that People have voted, voted by mail in just ways we've never seen before. Ballots will be counted in some instances. I've seen nine days. I forget which state this was. In fact, maybe Petals, um, I'll talk with Petals about maybe putting together an infographic showing the states 
um, and some of the rulings regarding the states and how many days they are allowing ballots to be counted after the election. I've seen three days in one. I've seen, I think I've seen up to nine days. So these judges are just unilaterally saying that votes need to be count, uh, counted. These mail-in ballots need to be counted up to X number of days past election day. It's as though there's no rules, no no holds barred rules. Now, the only rules apply to Trump. Trump, as Hillary pointed out last month, um, can't really or shouldn't have teams of attorneys challenging ballots that come in, mail-in ballots, as they did in, in Michigan. Can't do that. That's That's considered a threat to our election. Instead, we just have to let these ballots come in through the mail. Maybe somebody, again, drives past the courthouse in your local community and just yells out the window, I voted for Biden. One vote for Biden. Someone out there in the courthouse lawn tallying those up. Maybe someone sits in the local coffee shop taking informal polling there, and they tally up votes, and they can add those to the tallies as well. Ballots coming in days perhaps now even weeks, who knows, perhaps even months after the fact. This, by the way, illustrates one of the reasons, just one of the reasons that President Trump needs to fill that seat, and it appears that he is poised to do that. More importantly, we know that he's committed to doing this, but more importantly, it appears that the Republicans in the Senate may be poised to do this. Trump will be making his announcement tomorrow from the White House regarding his Supreme Court pick. Many Expect this to be Amy Coney Barrett, although there is no guarantee of that. It's down to a couple of folks. We do know it will be uh, his nomination will be a uh, a female. He's made that that clear, and that nomination will come tomorrow, and then we'll begin the process of whatever that that looks like. Some saying that it's going to leave committee and go to the floor of the U.S. Senate for a confirmation vote. We will see how that plans or plays out. But anyway, I want to go back to this peaceful transfer of power. You know, it's remarkable to me. It really is. I think back, and I know that you pay attention. You are independently uh, thoughtful. You think about things. You You look back, and you think about 2016, and you remember – you remember, as do I, President Trump on that debate stage. Remember whenever he was asked, along with the other, however many it was at the time, all you know, all the candidates on stage, I don't know if there were 17 or 12 at this particular point in time, but they asked the question, who here can commit to supporting the Republican nominee for president, even if it's, if, even if it's not you? And all the hands on the stage shoot up in the air except for one. Who's the one that didn't raise his hand? It was Donald J. Trump, and he kind of makes his face, you know, like, I, I can't do that. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what these jokers are going to say. I don't know how this campaign is going to go. I'm not going to commit to that. I'm here to win this thing. People were appalled by this. What's funny is Kasich was on that stage. Kasich, John Kasich, who thought he was a Republican— in 2016. Now he's found that he really has a home in the Democrat Party supporting Joe Biden for president. John Kasich, who was, fin- who was running in fourth. This is remarkable to me. In 2016, after Cruz and Rubio dropped out, it was down to Trump 
and Kasich in the primary process, after the Indiana primary, actually. Kasich stayed in the in the race, and I remember at the time pointing out that Kasich was, was running in fourth out of only two candidates. I'm not sure how you even do that. Kasich's team, you know, his math skills alone show that he belongs in the Democrat Party. Now, take it easy, Democrats. I'm just playing. I'm po- but I am pointing out that socialists don't have the slightest idea about math or economics. So Kasich has found a home in the Democrat Party, which he's been a Democrat all along. So, But even Kasich raised his hand back then, raised his hand and said, hey, I'll support the Republican nominee. Now, I don't even know, thinking about this, did he? Did he vote for Trump? I don't know that he voted for Trump. Oz, is there a way to look that up? See if you can find if Kasich voted for Trump in 16, if he's announced that. He's announced he's not doing that in 2020. See, that seems more of a story to me than Trump not raising his hand. I know it's not I know it's not the way that it typically goes. But folks, the way that it typically goes in politics is we have a bunch of people who play play this game where they want to look as though they're doing the right thing. And in reality, they're really not. I am telling you, you know that I'm a Christian, those of you that listen to this program. I had a friend that forwarded me or that shared that he had been reading Matthew chapter 23, which is talking, Jesus talking to um, the Pharisees and religious leaders at the time. And it's, it's what he says, what Jesus says to the Pharisees, I believe is what we're dealing with with our politicians. And I'll go across party lines, and this, I don't mean to include everybody, but it is rampantly, it is rampantly a problem in politics. Folks are more concerned about looking like they're doing the right thing. Folks are more concerned as though they are, you know, saying it the right uh, the right way, you know, expressing the uh, appropriate amount of whatever it is, whatever the media expects, whatever the DC bubble expects, whatever the Democrat political leaders expect the appropriate. He wrote in McCain. Oz just held up a pad of paper that told me Kasich voted for McCain, wrote in McCain in 2016. He's the one on stage. I know I'm going back here, but hold on with me. Hang in, hang, hang in there with me. He raises his hand on the stage in 16, committing to vote for the Republican nominee. Doesn't do it. No, no consequence for that. But see, in that moment, oh, it feels so good. He raises his hand. Why didn't Trump raise his hand? Trump didn't raise his hand because he said, I don't know what's going to happen. Actually, Kasich, in hindsight, to be consistent, should have said exactly what Trump said. I don't know if there were any folks. I don't know if Carly Fiorina ended up voting for Trump. I know she's got some problems with him. I don't remember who else was on that stage at the time. But I bring that up because... Trump, when he's when he's asked about these things pertaining to an upcoming election, and like he was here, and I'll play this soundbite um, of him speaking speaking about uh, this this peaceful transfer of power. I'm just telling you the way Trump approaches this is don't be asking me what's going to happen if I lose, because folks, I don't even we'll see what happens if I lose, and I find out that. They have engaged in voter fraud. They, the Democrats, have, inv- have engaged in voter fraud, which there's evidence. It, is, it boggles my mind how anyone with any degree of intellectual integrity cannot see that mail-in ballots 
do not open up the chance for voter fraud, especially when there is when there are multiple days that are tacked on to the end of the election, meaning election day is November 3rd. Now we can get ballots in some states all the way up to November 12th. Why? Why can we do that? I'll tell you why we can do that, because they're making every excuse possible for these absentee ballots so that they can use that to their advantage. They, it just opens up the possibility for all sorts of things. I mean, we've seen postal workers dumping Republican postcards of candidates in the dumpster. There's footage of this. Right? So what makes us think that there's – I'm not saying that every vote that comes through the mail is fraudulent. Of course I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying anytime you allow for a, a, a way for someone to vote, there is the potential of fraud, and you have to lock that down. Acting like there's no fraud in the mail is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. It denies everything we know about human nature. It denies everything we know about just from common sense, from personal experience. It doesn't mean that all votes that come through the mail are fraudulent or bad. It just means that, hey, there are problems with this, especially when you're allowing ballots to be counted days, weeks, who knows how far into the future. So Trump says, A, that's one of the reasons why we need a Supreme Court justice because this thing's going to have to be – more than likely dealt with, well, quite possibly. I don't know if I'm going to say more than likely yet. It's definitely possible that this has to go through the legal system. So if this ends up at the Supreme Court, we do not want a four-to-four vote. So I'm going to nominate someone, and then we'll have a five-to-four vote or whatever the case may be, number one. Number two, number two, Trump says effectively with his comments here, and we'll play him after the, ba- uh, after the break, where he, as the media says, won't commit to a peaceful transfer of power if he loses Trump, again, like he was on that debate stage back in 2016, when he didn't raise his hand and said say that he would support his Republican colleagues on stage, he wouldn't commit to that. It's the same thing now. He's just saying, look, I'm not going to postulate or speculate about some loss. Transfer of power means that I've lost. And the third thing is Democrats have told us For four years now that Trump stole the election, they have constantly, incessantly, I mean, preached about this. The only reason Trump is president is because he stole the election from Hillary using the help of Vladimir Putin, taking advantage of advantages of social media platforms like Facebook or Twitter or even stinking uh, Pokemon Go. Told you that I see folks playing Pokemon Go sometimes when I'm running at the park. I'm so tempted as I run through that I say, who here was tricked into voting for Trump in 2016 when you were on Pokemon Go? Let's see a show of hands. So stupid. We've been told for four years how how Trump stole the election, how our election integrity was not up to up to par. Now Trump's being criticized. Trump's the risk here because Trump's saying, look, we're going to have to see how this thing plays out because I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be massive voter fraud. I know that the Democrats would happily do it if they knew that there's a way. And again, talking about the leadership, not rank and file, not your neighbor, talking about the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, the Chuck Schumer's of this world, the ones who are out there saying that if Trump appoints and the, the Senate actually confirms 
a Supreme Court justice, that anything is on the table. That crowd, right, those folks, Trump says, turns out I don't trust him. Well, can you blame him? He's been the target of incessant hatred, out of control, out of control hatred for four years. The media constantly, the fake news, as he said, fake news. Turn your cameras around and show the people behind you fake news. They won't do it. Look at these bunch of jokers, Trump says. Very, very deceitful group. He's had to deal with these folks for for four years. He's seen degrees of ugly in the media that the average person cannot even begin to comprehend and, and from his political opponents. And he knows who he's dealing with, and he knows that they will do anything. And mark my words, underline the word, italicize the word, anything to win this. As I've said before, and I'll say again, to the radical, godless wing of the Democrat Party, the radical left, it's not all Democrats, but there is a portion of this party that is completely atheistic, godless. Government is their God. They are not about to let someone come in and have a second term and further undo their holy priesthood, which is how they view this. I am telling you, I've had liberals write me and tell me that government is the closest thing to their religion. I've straight up had that happen. And this isn't all of them, but this is a chunk of them, a bigger chunk than I think an average person who doesn't live in some of these radical places might realize. Some of these places are completely and utterly, uh, completely corrupted. I mean, short of, I mean, major, major changes like spiritual revival, there are places that I think have become completely corrupted in their way of thinking. Places like Portland and Seattle, San Francisco. We got to stop this nonsense from spreading. Anyway, long in this segment, Oz has been trying to get me to stop, and she's right. Just want to set this up to play this soundbite and to talk in correct context here. Trump's not threatening to hunker down in the White House. Trump is basically saying, I'm not going to capitulate here and take away any option because I don't know what my political opponents are prepared to do. In my estimation, they are prepared to do whatever it takes as long as it takes them so far as it takes me out of the White House. Trump would say, I've got to take a break. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I want to play this soundbite in question. I think this has come up a couple of times in press briefings and that sort of thing. President Trump being asked about committing to a peaceful transfer of power. This is the latest thing the media wants you to think that President Trump is saying, no, I know I'm going to lose in November. I'm going to barricade myself in the White House, and you can't come get me. I'm not going to leave here unless you deploy the National Guard. This is what they want you to think President Trump is is getting at. President Trump, look, by now... People by now should understand President Trump. I mean, not not completely. You never know anyone um, <laughs> completely and totally. But we need to understand. People should understand by now he's not going to agree with the media at all, ever, 
if it makes him if if it shows that he's you know capitulating or you know if if they say president trump um you know you you know you are not going to win the election if that's the question he hears coming out he's not going to agree with that ever because if the headline if trump was sure i would go to have a peaceful transfer of power then the headline would be something like President Trump expects to lose White House, promises that transfer of power will be peaceful. That would be the headline. So Trump says, forget that. I'm not saying that. We'll see what happens. We'll see how many votes they try to cram in through the vote-in system. We'll see how many of those withstand scrutiny. We'll see how many of those signatures match. We'll see how many of those really Meet the deadlines that are actually tabulated based upon the rules. That's what Trump's getting at here. Here's here's the the back and forth. I want you to listen to this. Right here, Mr. President. Uh, real quickly, win, lose, or draw in this election, will you commit here today for a peaceful transferal of power after the election? There has been rioting in Louisville. There's been rioting in many cities across this country, red and your so-called red and blue states. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election? Okay, pause, first of all. What kind of a question is this? Win, lose, or draw? Win, lose, or draw? Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election? Win, lose, or draw. What does that even mean? Win, lose, or draw. If he wins, I hate to be the bearer of the bad news to the media. If Trump wins, there will be no transferal of power, Mr. Journalist here. There will be no transferal of power. Draw. What the heck does that mean? Draw. Will you trans? That's what they want. Actually, his question exposes what he wants. We want you to leave the White House even if you win, even if you lose, even if it's a draw. Folks, if it's a draw, what does that even mean? The, if it's a true draw, if it's 269 to 269 in the Electoral College, which there are a couple of ways, one or two ways, I think, that that could happen. If that turns out to be the case and it's a draw, does Biden, does, does Biden by default get the – is this written somewhere? Has somebody in Congress passed a piece of legislation that says in the event of an electoral college tie, a draw, the Democrat wins the – it wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise – it's probably a piece of legislation that Ro Khanna is is preparing right now. Maybe Nancy Pelosi herself, Chuck Schumer. Would not surprise me. It's the way these folks think. Win, lose, or draw – First of all, the only way that you will transfer power in this election to Joe Biden is if you lose. What is this win, loser, draw stuff? It's stupid. Stupid question to begin with. He's trying to. He's trying to. It just shows you how pathetic the premise is. But he's trying to basically say, no matter what happens, can you promise there will be peace? Well, Trump's not the one rioting in the streets. And that's another thing he brings up here. Why does, why, what does Trump have to do with the riots in the streets? You know what? 
If you're blaming Trump for the riots in the streets, you're condoning the behavior of those who are actually rioting. Say that again because that's true. If you're blaming Trump for the riots in the streets, you're actually condoning the behavior of those who are actually rioting because news flash to the media, news flash to the radical left, news flash to the Democrat Party and their leaders. The people responsible for rioting in the streets are the rioters. It's the rebel rousers. It's the folks who are stirring the metaphorical pot here. That who that's who responsible. Well, Trump's not responsible for that. Folks, I, I was talking about this the other day and I I don't know if some folks don't know this, just forget, because in politics, we have been inundated. We have been inundated with negative news and stories about Trump. But you know that there were riots on Inauguration Day. The guy hadn't even been, before he officially had power, there were riots on Inauguration Day in D.C. I remember watching windows at Starbucks, I think, get busted out by these Idiot Antifa members. Was that Trump's fault? What did he possibly do up until that point to justify that response? Nothing. This is an idiotic question. It's a two-part question anyway. There's a part of the question that says, transfer of power to Biden. Will you do that? Win, lose, or draw, which is idiotic. The other part of this stupid question is, what about riots? Can, can I guess he's, is he asking Trump, can you commit to promise that there won't be any riots? And let me tell you this. I was talking about this the other day, too. If Trump wins, you we all better prepare for riots in the streets. If if Trump wins, this is what they're going to do. They folks in 2016, when they were more emotional, they were more sad saddened by this now it's they have four years of anger that's built up you saw what happened when trump stood out there stood out there he and melania beside the casket of ruth bader ginsburg getting booed by the crowd people chanting vote him out it looked like a biden rally out there people waiting to you know they were paying their respects there were about 14 people out there looked very much like a biden rally to me vote him out as he was standing there paying respects. They don't even want him paying respects to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's Trump's fault too. See, again, in my world, in the world of logic and sanity, that is the fault of the people chanting it. No one made no one made them behave like that. But see, that's what we're doing. We're condoning this stuff. Trump is so bad that he is forcing people's emotions to a boiling point. That's the premise of these idiotic questions. It's This is not real. This question is stupid. But Trump answers it, and we'll play it after the break. Quick timeout. You're listening here to the home of conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Okay, so actually, I want to play this again, back from the beginning, so you can hear the whole stupid question again. Stupid, idiotic question here being asked to President Trump. Win, lose, or draw, are you going 
to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. And, oh, can by the way, can you promise us that rioters won't take to the streets? Folks, I can almost promise you rioters will take to the streets if, if Trump wins. I don't know how this is even debatable, but let's listen to the question again, and this time I'll play Trump's full response. Here you go. Right here, Mr. President, uh, real quickly, win, lose, or draw in this election, will you commit here today for a peaceful transferal uh, of power after the election? There has been rioting in Louisville. There's been rioting in many cities across this country, red and your so-called red and blue states. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transferal of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. I and, understand that, but and, people are rioting. Do you commit oh, no, to making sure that there's a no, peaceful wanna, transferal of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very trans. We'll have a very peaceful. There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Uh, the ballots are out of control. You know it. And you know who knows it better okay. than anybody else? The Democrats know it better than anybody else. Go ahead. Mr. President, the second question is, will you... Please, go ahead. Okay, so there you go. There's the answer. And that now becomes the headline. Trump will not commit to a peaceful transfer of power if he loses. So then journalists go up to people, so-called journalists. There aren't journalists in America today. A couple, a handful, as Trump says, fake news. There's all fake news. There's a couple of good ones out there. But most of these folks are fake news, fake news journalists, fake news Jim Acosta, fake news CNN, fake news MSNBC. There's not a lot of journalists out there. This, this is – wow, is this a question? This question that they just asked, are you going to commit to a tra- – there's rioting. There's a little there's, – he said some. Did he say some or – I didn't catch that the first time because he kind of – he mumbles that part. The journalist says there's there's a little rioting out there, a little or some. What do you mean a little rioting? There's cities that are burning to the ground. There are cities that are taken over by occupiers. The resistance. We had a nation, an independent nation at Chaz, which lasted like 300 hours or some such thing. They let the the, the left has let their cities completely go into the hands of the anarchists. Without even putting up much of a fight. Without even sending in, in some cases, law enforcement. You're on your own in these places. It's effectively no-go zones. Expedia, or one of these travel sites, actually you could put into the search engine, I want to take a vacation to the People's Republic of Chaz or whatever it was. I don't know if it was Expedia. It was one of those, Travelocity. I don't know who it was. You could put in Chaz or Chop or whatever the stupid name was. So now the headline is they go to Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, do you think you know, President Trump won't commit to a peaceful transfer of power? So McConnell comes on and says, well, you know, well, this country is built upon a history of peaceful transfers of power, and we'll commit to that. But Trump says, forget that. I'm not saying that because that, in, that assumes I lose, even though the reporter doesn't seem to answer or understand that. Win, lose, or draw, as Oz is Pitching a fit over here in the background. Win, lose, or draw, will you, you know, promise a peaceful transfer of power? What does that even mean? Win means there is no transfer of power. Lose means that there is. Draw, I guess they think, goes to the Democrat. That's that's my guess. That draw means Biden wins. 
right? I remember in remember when I went to FCA football camp, and don't take this too literally. This just came to me as I said this, but they did a skit. They did a skit. The people that run that the camp, and there was a skit where the you know they had the proverbial the individual that was trying to make a decision between something that was right and wrong, and there was the you know the the devil voice and the the angel voice or whatever you know like the two on each shoulder sort of thing and the young man said you know what i'm just going to sit here on the fence because i don't know what i want to do and the devil or whatever the little you know the one representing evil said that's fine because i own the fence it appears like and i'm not saying biden's the devil don't misunderstand what i'm saying some of the policies of the radical left make no mistake, are from the pits of hell, folks. I mean, some of these things, when you look at abortion policies, but I'm not saying that about him. I'm simply saying they're claiming the fence. That's fine. We own the fence. So I guess, lose or draw, President Trump has to pass transfer or to to transfer power over to to Joe Biden. That's what this journalist, that's what this journalist thinks. And now everybody's being asked about this. And all the people being asked, you know, you have to now put on. Remember earlier in the program, we talked about, oh, you have to behave a certain way. Now everybody has to say, oh, we got to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. What? Why are we talking about peaceful transfer of power here? Haven't even had an election yet. That's what I would say. Look, what are we transferring? You know, I know, I know that the media and the Democrats want you to think it's a foregone conclusion that Trump is going to lose and Biden is going to win, but we have an election. Who's out here trying to make conversation about transferring power when the American people haven't even had their say yet? Who's trying to silence the people at this point? Who's trying to persuade the way of thinking? Who's trying to set forth an agenda that says that wants us to talk about a transfer of power here? We don't know that. We don't know that. And by the way, don't give me this malarkey about President Trump undermining the integrity of our elections when that's all that the left has been engaged in for the past four years. Trump-Russian collusion, Ukrainian collusion, impeachment this, stop the president at all costs for that. He can't exercise his constitutional authority when nominating a Supreme Court justice. Now they're talking about political retribution for for Congress and the president, excuse me, for the Senate and the president actually committing to nominate and confirm a Supreme Court justice. Political retribution. Media? No, I mean, can can the what about what about a question for Chuck Schumer about that? Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. If you're the majority leader, God forbid, of the US Senate starting in January of 2021, can you commit to a peaceful Transfer of power. When you have power, God forbid, as a U.S. Uh, as, as the Senate Majority Leader, will you commit to not trying to engage in political retribution against your political enemies? Can you do that? You said everything's on the table. We're talking about peaceful transfers of power. That doesn't sound very peaceful to me. When you say everything is on the table, if Republicans exercise their constitutional power in the nomination of this Supreme Court justice. Can you? That seems to me to be the fairer question. You're the one that's out there saying you won't take anything off the table. That doesn't sound very peaceful and loving and inclusive to me. But then again, that's if you think about these things logically and you have to take off your political uh, spectacles and look at the world as, as though we're people 
as though, um, you know, think not everything is for political benefit for you personally. And that's, of course, nowhere near how the media and the left look at this. Long in the segment, got to take a time out. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Not a whole lot of time here, but I do want to say a couple things. Number one, number one, I did see Ro Khanna, radical leftist, introducing legislation in the House that would give term limits to Supreme Court justices and would guarantee each president. I think it's I think it was two Supreme Court justices. I don't know if it was a term or the entire presidency. I don't know. 18-year term limits. I tell you this. If they're interested in, in instituting term limits, why don't they look in the mirror and start with themselves? Now, I'm, not, uh, I'm not necessarily a guy that's a big term limit guy. I'm not against it. Hear me out. I, I think that some people think that that solves the problem. Term limits fixes it. The heck it does. Look at who replaces these people. They hand-select, in many cases, their predecessors. The only real solution, and I'm not against I'm not against term limits. I'm against the notion that thinks term limits for congressmen and senators is going to fix it, and then we can go back to our business and ignore it again. The problem in the House and the Senate and our government. No, that is emphatically no. That can't happen. Instead, instead, if the solution is for an engaged public. An engaged group of American citizens holding their elected officials accountable. That's the solution. But Rokana wants to make term limits for U.S. members of the Supreme Court, U.S. Uh, Supreme Court justices, I should say, introducing that, I think, maybe this week or what have you. The other thing I wanted to touch on is Tuesday, folks, is debate night. I am, I am excited for this. Makes a late night for Toddy here, but I'll say this. Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, Trump is going to be debating Joe Biden. You see Trump the other day say that, you know, hey, I have no reason to think Joe Biden's not going to be basically on his A game in the debate, raising that bar. I think it's brilliant, by the way, raising the bar. No, I think I think Biden will be fine. The guy's going to be – of course, Trump's also made comments in the past about his inabilities to, to engage in these sorts of things. But, yeah, set the bar high. Yeah, I mean this guy's a formidable – he's been in – you know, debating for 47 years. Better be ready for this guy. So that's on Tuesday. Can't wait to talk about that. Got to take a break. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Folks, we're just a little over five weeks from... Election Day. In fact, if you're hearing my voice in Indiana, there's just a few days. If you're not registered to vote, you got to get registered here in the next couple of couple of days because you're only allowed what I think it's a month, four weeks from from Election Day. So it's it's obviously important. This is a critical election all the way up and down the ballot, all the way up and down the ballot. Which we'll talk more about that as Election Day gets closer. But this debate next week, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to very much. We'll talk about that on Wednesday 
And of course, we'll get into, look, there's lots of stuff I didn't even touch today that we can get into early next week, along with whatever else happens, including Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court over the weekend. We'll talk about all of those things on Monday. Guys, I appreciate you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. SDG.